Um... Trying to bring home the gold! Whoa! I am not gay. I have relationships with women. Sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. Good <laughs> Dorothy Americans, you need to know now that in Iceland we know the best way to make a cake. We take two egg, real egg, chicken egg, not dirty egg made in factory. We mix and put in cake mix, not a store bought cake mix. You, you pull fresh from, from trees. Yes, cake mix grows on trees in Iceland. And we have trees too. America steaks is garbage. He's and from the Finland. Muscle and steak. And he said Iceland three times. He's from Finland. Yeah, it's, he said. Well, he said he sounds Russian. So I, I mean, what else do you want from me? I mean, they're clo- they're really close to Russia. So that yeah. I, well, according to my my mother in law, there are only two continents in the world. There's it's us and them. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that makes me Texan then because I'm near Texas. <laughs> yeah. By God, get get the fuck out my land. <laughs> Rang the power. Ring the power. Go watch. My God. <laughs> Listen, there's, West, there's West Virginia and there's everyone else. That's all there is. Oh, that's, man. That's not even a meme. That's, that's a real thing that happened. Uh, I'm not even making that up. We actually, that was a quiz show thing. And she said, we asked how many continents there were. And she said two. And then she literally said, well, there's us and everyone else. And I'm like, what? Was she <laughs> a retired school teacher? <laughs> that's like some 1984 shit <laughs> yeah i hope she, she was i hope she was joking Nah, she's sipping that kool-aid it's it's all good it happened to a lot of people it happens to the best of us okay anyway we are doing some getting some color we're only raw dogging it this this time no more wcw uh saturday night main shows only pay-per-views for wcw so we're doing October 4th and 11th, 1993 of WWF. Raw! Yeah. And um, I totally... Yes. Rah! That's how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a little... A little visceral. You're 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 heading closely to her. Like, uh, what's the what's the name of the uh the like the main bad gremlin in the Spike? Is that his name? Uh-huh. I was just doing what yeah. Booker T yeah, was doing. Yeah. He's getting back to his roots. Booker. <laughs> oh, she can't. can't there was only say the that. law of respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> respect. Dude, I saw that clip where they, they took over the show uh, that one time, and it was him and Kevin Nash on commentary. And they fucking, the, they changed the Chirons. They changed their names. And I forgot about that shit where Booker T called himself Black Snow. And I fucking lost my shit because I'm like, what does that even mean? What does that look like? <laughs> it's white. Oh, my God. Black, black eyes. Anyway. Is, that like, is that like Purple Rain? Black Snow? Mm-hmm. Man, imagine Booker T like did like Prince type of songs. Oh lord! <laughs> oh shit! When did that crossover with Bad Bunny? Black Snow, and Bad Bunny, sucker. <laughs> that's gonna, that's the next hit. Bad Bunny just singing a bunch of fucking Spanish, and then occasionally Booker T gets in, and goes respect. And does does Ben Rooney? <laughs> it's got me to the side. <laughs> respect. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. So, yeah, we're uh, only doing Raw this week. Uh, and I will say, back-to-back Raw is fine uh, because of, you know, what happens in the second Raw. But let's get into the first Raw. Only Bobby Heenan and Vince McMahon are on commentary. Why? Because, uh, ooh, yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage in the Battle Royale. He's going to throw his electric pimp hat into the ring. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And I, I like that. Like after the battle Royale, you don't see him again. He's like done for tonight. He's like, nah, (laughs) I need to go rest. Yeah. So we have them for tonight. They're back in Connecticut. Probably Vince didn't want to go to New York. He's like, fuck it. Let's do it near the headquarters. Damn it. (laughs) And, uh, it starts off always with Raw. They always start off with the good stuff first. So we got uh, the 20-man Battle Royale. Just to list some of the people, Diesel, Mabel, MVP. He's just a guy with fucking face paint and a baseball shirt. <laughs> you yeah, brought him up next. And Vince the whole time spins like, this, this MVP guy, he's really something. He's staying in there. And it's, it's the guy with the baseball paint on his face. Like he went to the goddamn circus before he showed Some up. Some reject fucker from like the Warriors from the baseball gang. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow, Mr. Perfect, Bastion Booger, Marty Janetti, by the way. I guess he's off the alcohol or drugs where he was for a while. He's off what? the murder from yeah, the, the back of the bowling alley where that guy tried to fuck him or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> hey, and speaking of murder kicks in, he was there too. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> two murderers uh, in the ring. Superfly Jimmy Snuka was there. Uh, God damn, IRS. it's a whole Netflix documentary in that goddamn ring at the same time. <laughs> the the, 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 uh, the Quebecers. Yes. Yeah. One, two, uh, three, kid. Tatanka. Right. Yeah. Adam Bomb. Yeah. Uh, Razor Ramon. Uh, Ramon. Let me yeah. a side note about Tatanka, real quick. I, I'm starting to get offended by by the, the Tatanka, like all the the fucking calls and shit. Not because I'm actually offended, but it's more that Tatanka is so lame. Yeah, you mean are you being you're offended by his gimmick, or you're offended by like I hear I hear the oh I hear I hear like the call, and I'm like oh. Okay, and then he comes, he shows up, and he's just lame. <laughs> so does, I'm, I'm offended does, by that. It doesn't live up to what I'm expecting. He does chops, and he he get he hulks up, and he does chops, and and he wins. And he's undefeated. <laughs> he doesn't even do Hulk up. He's like, you guys need a Hulk up? No. Well, we have we have Hulk up at home. You don't need to buy it. We have War Dance. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> here. We bring the thunder. <laughs> Doctor hey. Thunder. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez in the ring. Why did he feel so like not good? Like I obviously we know he's not good, but well, like I mean they threw his ass out in ten seconds, so I mean he, yeah, the, he's he's just not top guy anymore, I guess. I, I guess we're just yeah, let's just roll into it. Yeah, they they uh, the match started and they, yeah, everybody ganged up on Giant Gonzalez and threw him out like immediately, which was smart. Yeah, Macho Man like immediately kicked it, kicked him and was like, "Yeah, let's get out of here." And then like everyone saw him throwing, he's like, "Throw the big awkward fucker." And that was my funny fa- Yeah, that was my favorite part. Is he started it like Macho Man was the last guy to the ring. He got the biggest pop of the night, by the way. 
mm-hmm. and then like he just threw his shit off, didn't finish his entrance, jumped up on top to her buckle, and just axe handled fucking Gonzalez in the back of the head. And then got back up on the top rope and did it again. Yeah. <laughs> he did it twice. That's how the match yeah. started. I, I, and that's why I posted in the Facebook Messenger, because if you look at Macho Man, he always looks like he's about to go over the top rope uh, during every battle royale. Because remember that one Royal Rumble where he eliminated himself? Oh, I'm they like, had to like make it up and say, "Oh no, someone has to throw you," because he straight up jumped out of the ring. It was it was uh, the '92 Rumble. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was oh. like, I'm like, man, he's just too damn excited. He just he he wants to go flip you uh, over the the top ropes to get on the the turnbuckle and do what he did, which is fine. But it's like it, it, it like he his mind is like, oh, this is not a battle royale. It's just a regular wrestling match. But it's great anyway. It's good entertainment. Uh, he lives his gimmick right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, him, Razor Ramon, Martel, and the Quebecers are kind of like the what we're carrying the ring. Um, in my opinion, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was there. Uh, freaking one, two, three, kid, which is funny because he was getting his ass kicked right the whole fucking ring, and I like that yeah. they. Like he's in his matches, he just barely wins it, and then when he's with the big dogs, uh, pretty much he's he's shit. I I love that you know booking in a way. Uh, what else? You know, Savage was just great in this, and it just makes me want. I wish he could have wrestled more around this time. I feel like if he, mm-hmm. he did, if Vince just let him instead of trying to make him like retire. He probably would have stayed there. <laughs> probably would have had a very different career. <laughs> why did uh, why again? I know we probably talked about it. Why did he sideline him? Vince just thought that I guess he he was getting old and said, "Pal, I want you to transition to commentary role. You're like a legend. You'll you'll be like a fucking Mickey Mantle or something of WWF, whatever." Yeah. Oh, Mantle's actually a really good, a really good call. Or even um, Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Like, like Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth were on the same team together, right? And they apparently they hated each other. And so, like, you kind of think of Hogan and Macho Man as like in that era. That that's that's his Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. But Mm -hmm. but the thing is, Babe Ruth is the guy that's like really famous. Everybody knows, but he's actually the asshole. Lou Gehrig was actually a really good person, but then he like died horribly, and it was tragedy. So, so did Macho yeah. Man. There's a, there's a lot of comparison here. It's like it kind of fits, but uh, wow. I always kind of thought that it was like Vince felt that he built Macho Man. Like, like Hulk Hogan had his thing, and yes, he 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 propelled to the top because of WWF, and then went, you know, through everything. But he had already had his own gimmick. Vince has always been really big on like the things he makes and really like helps to cultivate, like if he's able to do it that way and make it and it become its own thing. Like, I think he cherishes that more. So I think there was a special relationship between him and, and Randy. And I think that's why it, it's kind of similar to how he felt about Daniel Bryan. Like clearly Brian had made a name for himself before he came. And, and in a way, so did uh, Randy, but he, he really took off from there. Um, but uh I know Daniel Bryan had even mentioned at, at points, you know, Vince had sat down and was like, you're like a son to me. I really don't want you to go out and hurt yourself. 
Like that's yeah. why he was limiting. So I, like in a way, I kind of look at it like that. I think he sidelined him, and then that just caused I, a rift in their their yeah. relationship. Who I think who, that that's what was going on there. Yeah. Who brought up the stupid idea that like fucking Macho Man was banging Stephanie McMahon? The fucking internet. Yeah, yeah it's stupid fucking weird forums and dirt sheets. People got to talk and fucking twirl the ponytail. Like, woo woo! Somebody's putting a dick in something. You know, everyone's <laughs> everyone has to go through seventh grade, right? Yeah, it is. Some it's some dumbass dumb middle schooler probably started that rumor, and then like it spread from there and got on the internet. And... It's it's the same thing. How like you ever see that tweet where someone said, "I can't believe that uh, like the greatest accomplishment of my generation is that we got we got other uh, children around the the country to believe that Marilyn Manson had surgery to remove a rib so he could suck his own dick." The same thing. It's the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, it really is. It's like that. That's not even a thing. But that totally was a thing I heard in middle school. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it come from? I don't know. And it spread so far that, like, I think the adults heard about it and they fucking believed it too. Uh, devil worshiper. Yeah. <laughs> did but you know yeah. the devil sucks his own dick? <laughs> <laughs> the devil's an armadillo. What? <laughs> Hitler's giving him a reach around down there. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I don't know. Every time I see Macho Man, like, I'm just so appreciative, and I just wish, I wish he could have stayed WWF like Bret Hart. Like, maybe if if uh, Bret Hart didn't have such a bad relationship with everybody, he wouldn't have got kicked in the head by Goldberg, and he wouldn't hate Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he just really he really let loose and talked about that recently which uh which i mean we'll, we'll get to a little bit later possibly but uh, mm. but yeah that's i agree those are like the two biggest like wrestling regrets or like wrestling what ifs that i really had it was like if I, I guess the other one would have been if if stone cold wouldn't have broken his neck yeah he could have had a longer career for sure and uh yeah the other one was, I guess, Sean's back injury too. That's another thing that could change a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He could oh, man, that, died I, earlier too. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that would have went the wrong way. Yeah, because his back injury might have been the best thing that happened to him because he finally left and got himself cleaned up. But, but Sa- Savage was Savage was always one of those guys. Now, especially where I've seen more of his career because he was a little bit before my time, uh, and I only saw like the tail end of his career growing up. Really. Uh, he comes off like Bret Hart did when he went to WCW a little bit. Like where it's like, he just doesn't feel the same. It's mm-hmm. not. Oh, he definitely doesn't. Yeah. But he but, also did, a, he did a weird thing where he like also, it, this is a problem that WCW had in general in that era. And everyone was trying to repackage themselves. Cause like, Oh, you're a little stale. Let's become the new version of this. And Randy definitely went through that, and then it just kind of went off the rails later on. But he was like, well, "Let's make mixtapes," and and then we got Bone Saw. He came, he became Bone Saw. That was like the Bone Saw's ready. You got three minutes with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since since we are still like lingering on about things, can we talk about how Giant Gonzalez? Like, I don't know any other human in existence of human history of a person who looks more like two people that in a trench coat than that man. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't belong in his fucking body. <laughs> it's so awkward. His head and his like upper body is so big, but his like lower torso is so like skinny. I get what you're saying. It's weird. Even when he falls out of the ring, like it, it looks weird. Like he lands, like he's not ready to catch himself with his feet. 
But when he lands, he, he had so much extra room to just straight up stand up that he was like in a squatting position when his feet hit. He was like, he's really uncoordinated, but I, I still think like his, his condition got worse in the mm-hmm. latter half of this year. Cause there's, there's seriously like a huge difference in how he moves at the beginning of this year to like mm-hmm. right now. It's, it's like yeah. crazy to see. Well, and I've never looked up to like see because you know Andre had had true acromegaly, so uh, where you know he's he's truly like continually getting uh, talk, talk. those hormones, uh, those growth hormones that and they cause problems like you can end up with cancers and other a lot of other stuff like it's very painful. Yeah. So I I don't know if if Gonzalez had the same thing, but it would make sense. A lot of people when they're that large, they tend to have problems related to that, especially if it's just continual growth and stuff. So um, it would make sense to me too. Like he probably had a lot of like arthritis and a lot of other joint related problems that really affected his mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it, and his uh, body must have sweat like hell in that fucking bodysuit. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking swamp ass he probably experienced? Like, was his body just covered in burns and, and like, tick bites? Why did no. they just let him not wear his shirt? Just, he, he just didn't he, look good, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he had, he had a shit physique, apparently. Like, mm. he looked like a... You know, people rag on... Imagine, like, a giant, skinny, fat motherfucker. Like, that's what he looks like, apparently. So, basically, if I were, like, a, a solid foot taller... Maybe. What if I were just a foot taller, but I had the same body physique as I do now, I just—it's like it's like Slenderman just with a fucking beer belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a Vogon. You guys, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. He's a, he's just fucking like big ass pot belly with gangly ass limbs. You're just like resistance <laughs> is useless. <laughs> I think that's legitimate. Yeah, because I think that's how Jr. described him actually in the book a little bit. He's like, like potato this... with arms. He had like uh, a bunch of like skinny, skinny ass long limbs, and he had like a fucking beer gut. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is you can see all that awkward shit through a weird. They're weird, like uh, it. That bodysuit's like you remember that weird shit when you see that creepy guy that wanted to teach you how to eat vegetables when you were a kid. So it was like that. You are what you eat. Slim good body. Yeah, slim good body. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm glad you guys. That's a deep cut. I'm glad you could do that. Yeah, I was there. Uh, that's some creepy <laughs> shit, man. It's like, why are you got broccoli skull? What's wrong with you? Like, I always thought Slim Goodbody looked like fucking uh, Bob Saget. Like, <laughs> he like vaguely doc talk. We're also talking about Slim Goodbody. <laughs> Slim Goodbody. <laughs> I don't want to forget. I don't even want to forget that. I'm just here. I just got to do it. Uh, uh, let's let's get back to the yeah. You guys, guys, yeah, we're we're everywhere. You guys have to control me. My, my uh, Adderall is not see. working. Diesel throws Mabel out. Uh, kid took he took an impressive bump out. He got like fucking launched over the top rope, and it looked like he like hurt himself. But I don't. It was one of those things where I'm not sure because apparent. I think Sean Waltman's gone on record and said he took some crazy ass bumps because he's trying to get over. Yeah, he foreshad- he foreshadowed fucking China's pussy every time he fucking took a bump. Fuck. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I made the face I did. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That means that at this point, I'm afraid to ask. One night in China, that fucking Fuck. porno porno video. Yeah. That he 
Yeah. So I, you're you're I saying being, I did know. having one night with China is the equivalent to taking a massive bump? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, he <laughs> he bumped so hard his brain like fucking went to the future and he smelled fucking China's pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't drinking what? beer. In, <laughs> I haven't drinking beer in a long time, and I think it's hit me. <laughs> Listen, you in. can't use that. You can't be like I drink beer. Let's let's say very specific references about celebrity pornographic videos be like the guy that was like his his blood sugar was high so he was just dropping hard r's at a basketball game what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that shit happened like a year or two ago remember that guy was like (laughs) yeah he was like negro oh sorry my my blood sugar is 300 i I got diabetes (laughs) you asshole That's not how diabetes works. That's exactly. It's not that you can't, like, oh shit, sorry. Side effect of my blood sugar is I, I become racist. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a and real thing. Look it up. It and what's terrible is like so many jokes popped up and I can't say it because <laughs> then I would look really bad. <laughs> so I can't, I can't do it. Well, shit, we got Slim Goodbody here now. I just saw that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to do it. <laughs> Uh, I think I think IRS threw Kid out, and then Razor threw out IRS, and that was funny. Mm, and then Mister yeah. Perfect took Diesel out, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, and, probably probably doing uh, continuing the feud with yeah, HBK. Don't they, don't they have a match even like later on? Uh, don't Diesel and I feel and like they, have a match. I feel like they probably do, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. I thought they do. I thought I, not like a major pay per view, but I thought like a. At some point, there's like a mid-level match. I, maybe I'm making that up in my own head, but I thought there was a match. I remember seeing something about like it was one of the more underrated matches that Diesel had. I can uh, believe that. I think yeah, either I mean, way, I think either way, they were just trying to like connect since HBK is just quote unquote. Well, he is uh, suspended. Um, that like, I hey, Diesel's is part of HBK. Let's continue to feud proxy in that pretty much. I mean, in kayfabe, it makes sense because Diesel's uh, effectively what cost uh, him the the IC title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, to me, it's like it's that's like okay, cool, let's go with. Why that. the fuck is MVP there? Because <laughs> they need to get the baseball guy over. I don't know. It's not my MVP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it goes down to the Quebecers, Adam Bomb, Rick Martel, Razor, and Savage, and course the heels are all like let's let's fuck them up and then savage and razor are like savage is like you want you want to you want to team up you brother and then like razor's like i don't know chico i don't, I don't know man and then <laughs> they're kind of uncertain and then they, it doesn't matter because the decision gets made for them and they start getting their ass kicked <laughs> yeah they <laughs> yeah um they get the shit kicked out of them <laughs> they do they get their ass beat for a little while before yeah. we continue, I, uh, Chaz, I don't know if you were watching the Facebook Messenger last night, but I made a reference about how Rick Martel looks like Peter Dante from the movie Waterboy. You know, the guy, Gatorade is better than water, needle dick. Uh, yeah. he, he does. <laughs> oh, he does. Needle dick, needle dick, needle dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a needle dick. So Rick Martel is Peter Dante with muscles. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like when that. he said that, I was like, "You're right, dude. He looks 100 percent like that guy." Oh man, have you ever watched Grandma's Boy? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's Dante. He's like, wait, wait, dude, where do you get your weed? <laughs> From you, Dante. Oh, shit. Hey, Mr. Chisel. I can quote that guy infinitely in that movie. <laughs> oh. uh, where were we? I think Savage throws Adam Bomb over. And then the rest of the heels get rid of Savage. So now it's three on one with Razor. And then it becomes the passion of Razor. I. I really like how they had Razor win it, by the way. Me too. It was set up perfectly. I love the camera, the hard cam of like when they're about to like all drop kick him and he hooks onto the ropes and they all fall. Like that was a good good, good, spot. That was a cool spot and good good shot from the cameraman. Uh, I don't know if uh, Bucktooth is in the the seat yet. Uh, Uh. I'm not sure where Kevin Dunn is right now. I, no, I think I think he's running around giving blowjobs and giving getting coffee for people at this point. His blowjobs would be painful because of his fucking oh beaver teeth. Yes. Too much wood. Well, Jim, uh, I don't think anybody knows what Cactus Jack is. <laughs> <laughs> people only know who WWF people are. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I do, he's, I play, do. he's seriously public enemy number one for wrestling, and it pisses me oh. off how many people don't know that. Oh, <laughs> my God. You just, you just basically just parody that Kevin Dunn is a, a dick-sucking chipmunk with really bad wrestling takes. That's, that is just like, that made my week. Well, i got, I got to give uh, Cornette his due for that because that's, that's his Kevin Dunn impression that I did. <laughs> okay. I, it's fair. It's fine. I mean, I, maybe I've just not heard that specific thing. Well, Corny, pra- praise be to Corny. Mm. That one. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Oh you got to see him rant about him. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, I'll, get, that, I'll that send it great. to you after this. Uh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, Dubs mentioned the triple drop kick. They beat the fuck out of Razor, and then they go to do that. Mm-hmm. And then that sets up his comeback. <clears throat> and then Martel grabs him, and they beat him down again for a little bit. And then they're chanting for Razor because he's, he's getting destroyed. And then the Quebecers set him up, and Pierre goes for a clothesline. But Razor ducks the last second. Jacques goes out. And he's like, oh, no. And then Razor dumps Pierre out. They're like, yeah, that's how Dude, he, he wins. And then Razor's like, fuck, yeah. He, <laughs> oh, he does his thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. He threw them really fucking hard. Like, uh, the second guy. Yeah, the second guy, I thought he was going to go through the middle, like, how fucking hard he threw him. Because right after he threw, I don't know the fucking guys, uh, but the second guy. Pierre. Uh, Pierre. Yeah. And, and Jocks. Uh, Jocks went out, and he fucking took a big spill. And then right away, Pierre like got thrown. Like he, he could have ended up in the front row, which is which is great. Uh, I do like how all the referees come in the middle um, to make it like uh, because automatically you think battle royale, you think last man standing, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They they kind of like thought like a little bit like oh I need to go get it after the other opponent, and then the referees come in and be like eh, you guys are facing mm-hmm. each other next week. It's a little weird. I had to like keep reminding myself. No, this this goes to the final two, and then it ends. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just pro- so programmed to expect some, but one guy to be left. <laughs> but that's this I, is cool though, because it's in a way this is an old territory trick. I can't remember if it was um, I don't know if it was St. Louis that did this, or this might even be a Texas thing. This might have been a World Championship, or like, was it World Class? Is that what it was down in Texas? 
I yeah, think it was uh, Texas. Yeah, there yeah, was world but, class, but there was other territories in Texas too. It was well, oh, you know, sure. I mean, Texas is huge, but I mean, like whatever, whatever, like the one of the largest or larger ones were the Von Erich one. Um, that was a pretty common thing they would do as a stipulation to to figure out who would like challenge for a belt or if there was like a vacant belt. So it, it's kind of a cool thing that got passed on. So uh, I kind of liked it because it's also the rare time where Vince does something old school. Yeah, because I'm sure uh, I'm pretty sure WWF had their fair share of battle royal anyway. Battle royal sure. is a really popular thing to do in the territories. It's always like, oh yeah, really, I don't know. It's a, it's a Twenty guys in the ring. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. that used to be an old carny thing too. They'd put like one massive guy. That was like like the common thing. It's like one guy that no one could throw out. And how do we overtake the big guy? When is Survivor Series, by the way, the War Games one? Um, soon. Uh, not this week. Next week. I mean, Fuck. do do we wanna? I mean, I know I'm doing this live on air. Do we wanna watch it and and review it? Maybe. It is Survivor Series. Maybe we should. <laughs> I mean, between the time that we have the episodes, we're gonna have an AEW pay per view, and then we're gonna have that one. I with that's something potentially we could do, but. Maybe up for discussion toward the end. We could we could private chat and then yeah. and then just surprise people at the end. I just in, in my head when you started talking about like old school shit, I'm like war games. All oh, the war games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I mean, I, without a doubt. So we it's something we could cover. Mm. And I know um, you guys may not be on it, but I mean, I'm I'm interested at least to see what happens uh, with the AEW pay per view because for two reasons. One, I actually think like some of the card is looking okay. Uh, most of it's kind of like, eh, but, uh, some kind of turn off by that at the moment, but, uh, Tony's having the scrum. He's still doing oh it cause he learned nothing because, oh, cocaine, Tony. I, I really want to see what happens. I want to watch that more than I do the pay-per-view. I want to see what happens after the fact to see what trash fire they're going to have to try to prevent. Jimmy like Crockett how- does not have my fucking money. Okay. <laughs> but what anyway, but yeah, we we can we can talk about it. But uh, <laughs> I, I to get back to the match though. One thing I want to like nod that I thought was really good about this: the crowd was really into this match. Mm-hmm. Like basically, like the macho pop, I think is what ha- helped a lot. But this crowd was very loud and into this, even during those bits in the middle where you know, like battle royales can drag at times in certain spots, yeah. and even with that, like this crowd is really loud. Yeah, and that's th- that's really good. That's a good thing. Even in the in the low portions of this battle royale, it was it was like I had to look at things. Like usually, like when you see a bunch of people, you're like, oh fuck, they're just like grabbing each other's nuts and stuff and trying to like grab them out of the ring. And they do that, but at the same time, there's stuff in the background where you're just like, holy shit, fucking one two three kid just got smushed by fucking uh, uh, Bash and Booger by his fat body. Like what the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so actually, you say that now. I'm actually going to call something out, too, because there there are parts where Bastion Booger was doing stuff, but there are straight up two separate times where I was watching this, and if you just see what's going on in the background, Bastion Booger is straight up standing. No one is even around him. He's just standing there and just looking around blankly, and then he just, like, kind of waddles over to the corner to start doing something. It looks... It, it's like the, the scene in Batman uh, Returns when the penguin dies and he's just like kind of waddling down before he eventually just rolls down and just dies in the water. Yeah. That's that's kind of how he was moving. He was <laughs> he stands there for like a solid four or five seconds. 
<laughs> Nothing's happening. Like, did he have a seizure? <laughs> no, he's just trying to figure out where the fuck to go. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, that piece of shit. He's just standing to, there. Trying to find the beans. Yeah, he's got to kick in. I didn't give a rating to this because it's like a it's a battle royal and they're kind of hard to judge because it's just like it's not like a Royal Rumble where you can tell like you can do stories within the Royal Rumble. It's just literally they put like 20 guys out there and they just they go, you know, it's kind of a mess a little bit. So, yeah, I kind of judge it like a squash in a way. Uh, like what there were things that happened in the battle Royal, like bits, but the main thing was like razor fucking overcame and earned his title shot. Rick Martell did too. He lasted all the way to the end. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think I only devil's advocate with that. I mean, I think for, I get what you're saying. There's no build into the story so it's a little different but at the same time like they, they were a little story bits that they continued through this uh and i i don't know I, I the way i always looked at this anyway it was it's sometimes it's not about like technically how good it is or like if you're looking at it from like a critical standpoint because that is truly hard to grade but like a certain part of how you you judge these things too would also be well how entertained were you by it like I mean, honestly, looking at the averages of like battle royals, like this wasn't bad. Like I've definitely seen worse. I've seen it was better. okay. It was okay. It was all right. I I gave I did rate it. I gave it a six. Like I I I mean, again, that to me, it's like okay, it's above average, and I liked it. I really liked how it ended. I thought that the ending they like. I think that's one big thing with a battle royal is even if like things are kind of plotting if you have a good momentum going to those final bits and you have a good ending, then it, people forget about how the, the middle kind of like trudged through. It's true. Um, whereas if it's the opposite. Like if you have a really bad ending, people will remember every, every detail and second of what happens in it, or they'll forget about anything good and just go right to it. Like, you know how Roman and rock got booed at the end of whatever <laughs> rumble that was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I just, I rate, Rumble, uh, not rumbles. I rate battle royales like boring to, you know, uh, solid meaning average, and then amazing. Uh, this I rate it by a solid. It w it wasn't bad, but it it kind of sucks that I know the future. That's the only like in the nineties. This would probably be amazing, right? Because no one would know that Razor Ramon's gonna have the IC title at some point. Um, but uh, with the knowledge of it, I'm like, oh, I know who he's going to win. I just got to see the journey of it on how he does it. Mm -hmm. And and I think people, I, I envy the people in 93 because they don't know the outcome uh, unless you're a fucking supermark and you like calculated everything that's going on. Uh, but at the same time, seeing the journey and then seeing the surprise of Razor Ramon winning it, it, well, being the last two is probably like fucking hype as fuck. Uh, so I'm kind of jealous at the 1993 crowd. Yeah. And uh, Andy says, you guys talking about Raw or the Rumble? We're comparing because there was a Battle Royale in Raw, but we're comparing Ro Battle Royales to the Rumble, yeah. which are two different beasts. 
Yeah, Battle Royales is like everybody starts in the ring at the same time. There's no build, you know, and all that stuff. It's uh, it's yeah, kind of a clusterfuck, but they can be they can be entertaining. Yeah, it, it, no, they really are. It's like a car accident. It, it is, and, and like at least until they get to certain legs of it, like at toward the end when it dies down a little, it, it is more structured. But it is real chaos. Like you'll see, again, fat out of breath wrestlers standing in the middle of the ring with no one anywhere near them, looking like blinking <laughs> from uh, fucking Robin Hoods, just swinging around <laughs> at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm still gonna. I mean, we could all have our own rules for fucking rating as far as I'm concerned, different matches. I I could never really do that with a battle royal. It's just like, yeah, no rating. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have no preference at all. I mean, if, if we're going to say we don't rate it, that's, that's fine with me. Because I, I, I do agree with you to a point. It, it is difficult to rate in comparison to the others. Like, I guess it depends on what we're rating on. Like, I'm entertained by it. It, it wasn't a terrible one, but I'm not... Like this isn't hold up a candle to any Bret Hart match that I would just watch on a Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Even Goldberg. So. Like I'm not gonna go back and go like, oh, I want to go watch a battle royal. Nobody ever yeah. says that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no one. No one ever says. No one's ever been like, oh man, I want to go back and watch a battle royal. No, yeah. you want to see what happened after. The one about that. The, the the old school one where G, uh, Mean Gene and fucking Bobby Heenan were the commentators during WrestleMania where they had were fucking uh, oh god the Iron Sheik took twenty years or whatever to get he's like oh yeah, yeah. WrestleMania thirty nine he's god, gonna, dude, or, that was funny <laughs> yeah which that's kind of, is or it wasn't thirty nine what what WrestleMania was it he said uh, it'll be WrestleMania thirty seven by the time he gets thirty seven probably something like that yeah that's what it was yeah I remember the memes on Reddit about how whatever whatever WrestleMania it was supposed to be that it that were coming up and they were all making the joke that uh, he was going to be coming to the he's finally going to get to the ring. God, <laughs> yeah. Special guest appearance by Iron Sheik that would have been amazing. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no good son, bitch, motherfucker. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, you very much. I suplex you. Break your back. Put you in the camel clutch and make you humble. <laughs> All in that order. Uh, uh, let's see. We got that ad, though. We got that WWE, WWF un- unbelievable ad where the hot girlfriend is like, let's, let's fuck. And he's like, no, I got a headache. <laughs> uh, but it's Monday. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. It's 9 p.m. She's rubbing her fake tits on him. He's like, eh, what? Monday? And he's like, oh, I know I got to whistle. I got to watch this now. Woo, 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 woo. You don't know if it's fake. Did uh, you check? I'm pretty sure there's fake titties. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she paid good money for those. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not a pervert, but I know physics. Physics. <laughs> Where do you think those millions came from? It's Vince. Vince gave those tits. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we come back and then Jim Cornette snatches the microphone from Howard Finkel before he can say anything. And I was like, Yes. And then like the audio was fucked up and the commentary was overpowered, whatever the fuck he was saying. Yeah, and I got I pissed. Like, I was like, No. Uh, he was just introducing heavenly bodies though, I guess. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And we got Heavenly Bodies versus Mark Taylor and Scott Thomas. <laughs> and it's 
they just schooled these dweebs. Mark Taylor's jacked, but he shows off too much. And then Dr. Tom examines his knee more closely for him. <laughs> uh, it was just a match to showcase the bodies and get them over. And it worked. Squash. Squash. Yep. The quick squash. And then, uh, then uh, the big news. Your favorite part? What, Doink the Clown? Yeah, that's that's what happened after this. Uh, I was talking about they're talking about the, the Rock and Roll Express were mentioned on WWF TV for the first time ever. They, oh, they, okay. Yeah, they're showing for All American Wrestling, uh, and then uh, then the Doink the Clown recap at Superstars, where Doink the Clown um, decided to put like tripwire. <laughs> And then Bam Bam Bigelow took a spill. <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. Like the whole thing that started it was he, the, him and Luna were leaving from a match. Yeah. And then like he comes out with buckets. Like you're still doing this fucking bucket thing. That stupid glitter bucket thing. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, is it water? Is it confetti? And it was confetti. And Bam Bam was like, don't you fucking throw shit at me. And he's, he's pointing at him. And he did anyway. And it was just confetti. And then he got upset. And then he's still got the other bucket. And he's like, uh, uh. And then he pours it on Luna. And I guess it was just a little bit of water. Because she didn't really get, like, fucking drenched. Mm-hmm. And she was like, her reaction, though, was amazing. <laughs> it acted like she was, like, the fucking Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. She started shaking and fucking crying and stuff. <laughs> it's like she was physically harmed by that. <laughs> And then Bam Bam chases Doink and he can't catch him because you know Bam Bam's two of Doink. Mm. <laughs> then that that's when he sets up the trip wire though. And I think that during all that's going on though, Luna like hobbles over into the ring and is like having a fucking panic attack about being wet. Mm. And that, that jobber in there is like, hey, are, are you are you okay? And she's like, no. And she's like <laughs> telling him to get off of her and shit. And I think Bam Bam trips over the wire, and it was a it was an LOL moment. <laughs> it was like a Titus O'Neil kind of slip during fucking uh, Saudi Royal Rumble, oh, the but whoops, yeah, the ring. But it was but, it was funnier because Bam Bam's a fat guy and he fell over. Yeah, the earthquake happened. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Funny he's fat. Yeah, he's fat. <laughs> Come on. Not and oh, he's fat. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta get used to the, like you guys like setting me up doing layups because I, I I'm like a dumb blonde I'm like uh <laughs> I mean he and I he and I are on fucking point not only were both of us waiting for you to do it we both called the cue at the same time and then we both said there it is after you did it like we... <laughs> <laughs> um after that I think it's Doink versus Corey Student which is like god awful fucking name and he looks like a total jobber like seriously he just like name generator create a wrestler default number three is what he looks like bald guy to singlet with like a stocky fucking build (laughs) i think vince was like man i just put a all a lot of the payroll in that battle royale i cannot (laughs) i cannot get another person to go in this match you could he goes he goes to the back and just finds the people more to maintenance and says, all right, who wants to go out there and get their ass beat by a cloud for a ham sandwich? <laughs> I'll do it. That's, yeah. yeah. 
What's your name? Uh, 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 Corey student. All right, get out there. <laughs> there, there's the name. Doink debuted his lame-ass babyface music. Yeah. And before that, he throws popcorn on Bobby Heaton. It was funny because they called back to the water thing. He's like, don't do it. Don't. I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. He's not on his knees. He's sitting in a chair. <laughs> He's going, well, I'm on my knees. It, it's, it's even better than that because before they get to that, he straight up just like calls a bunch of shit to Doink and is like, yeah, you come out here and I'll smack him. And then he's like, oh, well, Doink's here. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. No, 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 not here. Not today. No. And then he comes out and he, like, throws it on him. And he thinks he's going to, like, die like he's like Luna did with the water. And then he realizes it's popcorn. He said he caught a cold from that the last time. He was sick for, like, a week. So at least he he came up with an excuse to not want to be, like, you know, have water thrown on him. (laughs) He ate the popcorn. He did a little bit. Uh, This made fun of him after he got the popcorn on him. It was funny. Uh, Bam Bam and Luna come out after that match, and then they wreck Doink's wagon and he beat, he beats the shit out of the fucking radio flyer. And fucking Doink is laughing at him because I guess a grown man is having a temper tantrum on a fucking radio flyer, and it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's doing the thing where he's like mocking him, so he's like doing the like he's like on the on all fours, and he's like, ah! but then he looks at him and laughs. <laughs> so he's like mocking him, like, "Oh, you big fat baby!" Just hanging it on. This was a squash, of course, but like the thing I took away from this is Matt Bourne's facial expressions do not match this version of Doink at all. He's still in that, and I don't Yo. think it's necessarily his mindset. I think it's part just Matt Bourne. He's just a surly fucking kind of guy. Anyway, that was his reputation. I I equated. And this is going to sound like a silly com- a comparison, but I equate Doink the Clown how Razor Ramona's face now. Because even though Razor's face, if you watch him give his chains to the, the ring guy at the end, usually when he's heel, he throws the toothpick really hard at the guy's face. But when he's face, he hesitates. He does the little light toothpick. Uh, yeah, what? like a, don't, don't, don't lose my chains, bruh. Uh. Kind, and, kind of. I get what you're saying, but it's different because Razor still Razor. It's just he's cool now, which is uh, the right way for a heel to turn babyface. Yes, Jericho was actually Doink the Clown at one point. Yeah, Doink's been played by like four different people or some shit. I, actually, fun fact of that story. This is, this is really cool. So... <laughs> Chris Jericho gets asked to go out and, or they come up with a bit for him to go out and be doink. And it's somewhat early in his career, but like not, not too far. I mean, he's, he's Y2J and everything. So he, he goes out and does it and he comes to the back and Shawn Michaels is just blitzed out of his mind. Like is falling off the wagon is like super intoxicated and comes in and sees him in the makeup and comes to him and says, I can't believe they did this to you, buddy. You deserve better. And it's like really upset that and he like throws like a belligerent like fit that that Jericho was forced to be dressed up as doing when it was actually Jericho. Like he was the one who was like, No, I'll do it. He wanted to do it. And because of the fit that he threw in the back, he got fired. And that's, that's what led to him funny. getting fired. And then he that's when he came back and he had his whole comeback after. Wow. When he got I, clean. I don't think I heard that before. Oh wow! Yeah. There he is. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing it on Jericho's podcast about 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 it. He explained it once about how 
Uh, I mean, of course, he did it like a much nicer way than I just did uh, because he and Sean are are closer. But but yeah, I, like like Sean, it's just funny that drunk Sean sees him and he's like, no, no, he buried you. You should have been champion. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell Vince right now the mistakes he's making. Right and now, fired. And Vince is like, "You're drunk." I'm the heartbreak kid, and you shouldn't be like that, Chris Jericho. Come on. <laughs> Trying to do my oh HBK my. impression, just like that guy in the video. Oh, you know, he he meant it like extra hard too because he he still had like the ability to look at you with both eyes. So like. <laughs> <laughs> That's poor up. Sean. Anyway. I feel bad for him. Oh, uh, here's his decision. He said, no, fuck it. I don't want to get my eye fixed. It's fine. I guess that's true. He's going to live with that. But. Um, Yeah, I think the Brooklyn Brawler was also a doink. Uh, and there's some other guy I can't remember that, that was doink. And then uh, Eugene was doink, I think, for a hot minute. Uh, oh yeah, the guy I can't, I can't remember his name either, but Nick the guy that played Eugene. Yeah, Dinsmore. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doink has been played by different uh, people, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne. The thing with him is he's just a fucking heel, and he's still kind of coming off a little bit like the heel Doink, and it's not it's not jiving. <laughs> That's really weird. It, it feels very like forced and awkward. Like, oh, I'm I'm kind of okay and good, but it's like just a couple of weeks ago you were you were really malicious and you still look kind of mean. He still is. Like he still has like that. Like when he looks at people, he he's like scowling. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, like you said, it, it might just be his face. Like he's just got the like he's just got a very surly look. He's got resting <laughs> bitch face. Truthfully, he fucking hated that gimmick. So that that's probably some of it too. <laughs> but uh, be it. I it was kind of a ho hum show to me, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Battle Royal was okay. It filled most of the time, but like everything else after that was just like stuff. Uh-huh. It was cool to see Heavenly Bodies. They they killed some jobbers, but still, that's like a filler episode. <laughs> like in a show that like you don't need. Like this is all like just extra stuff. It's there. You don't need any of it to move on to like the next thing in towards towards your plot, except for the battle royal. But it's almost like that's an extra means. You could have just announced and be like, "Oh, these two guys are gonna fight for the IC title." Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I agree. I agree. The other thing I had a problem with too is going back to the doing thing. They and they've done it a couple of times. I'm not a big. They don't do it all the time, but it happens, and it's annoying to me. It's a little bit of a peeve if they if they continue to do it. I don't like whenever they're like, "Hey, let's see what happened on another show," and then they take a full five to ten minutes and just straight show you what happened in that segment, oh, rather yeah. than it's like, why not just make that part of your live TV? But I know this is like the first year of the show. They're figuring out those growing pains. Um, and we've talked before about like why aren't your biggest stars on the show consistently? But it's again, it's because they haven't figured this out yet. WCW does that a lot, where when they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of shit, they're just like, "Hey, look at this! This is what happened in Japan when they had that Japan Super Show." Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "I've seen this already," because I think we we watched one of them, the New Japan yeah. thing. We watched the WCW portion of it. The show itself was actually a full pay per view and. We didn't know that at the time, but we watched what we watched. Yeah. 
Um, that's what did you guys score this episode? I I gave it a down the middle kind of thing because even though I spoke high of the battle royale, like it's still a battle royale. Like mm-hmm. I, again, I knew the outcome, which is not a good thing. Again, that's why I felt jealous for the 1993 crowd. Uh, but then after that, like, yeah, I, I mean, I love the heavenly bodies, but at the same time, I'm like, man, just make them face, just make them face someone that will, you know, give them a little bit of fight, but still put them over as like, you know, good. And, and all we just got was squash matches. It's like, like I said before, it's like Vince said, I don't have enough money, uh, pal. Uh, (laughs) let's just go grab Corey. I could, I could actually see him. What's your name in in uh, in in uh, janitor, janitor? What's your name, Corey? Uh, I'm a student at wrestling. Well, guess what? I'm gonna call you Corey Student. Go out there, kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gets gets, I, beat, gets beat by a clown. Yeah, I, I gave this like right in the middle too. Just five. It's again, just like it's not needed. Uh, but I was somewhat entertained by the battle royal, even though it's like not not necessary. But it was it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, just exists right right down the middle. Eh. I gave it a four point seven. Uh, it was like it's not bad. It's just like it's just disappointing because it, like nothing of great substance happened other than Razor and Martell, the end of the battle royal. Uh. And everything else was just kind of there. Uh, I know, like, I think what they're going to do, because they're talking about, uh, you mentioned the heavy, heavenly bodies earlier and how, like, you want to see them do something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did just have that match with the Steiners at SummerSlam, but I think what they're doing right now is they're going to set up uh, them and the Rock and Roll Express having a match, I believe, at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. which could be really good. I wonder how Vince felt like having different promotion belts on his show. He must have had like a conniption. No, I don't think he cared. Well, I I think Cornette is the one that facilitated that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're working for him right now, and while he's working for WWF, and he's like, Vince, you need some some tag team guys because his tag team division right now is kind of like not good. Uh. And he's like, ah, oh, what do you got, pal? And he probably told him, he's like, I got these guys as heavily bodies. They're kind of like, you know, Midnight Express, except different. And then Rock and Roll Express, who Vince knows who they are. He tried to fucking hire them in the 80s, and they didn't They didn't go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's what's going on there. They have a working relationship because other people from Smoky Mountain Wrestling get – shots on WWF TV like well done they mentioned some tag team well done that's uh that's two other guys from Smoky Mountain Wrestling mm-hmm. uh and so on and so forth we're going to see more over time more of that that's good are you you ready for some October 11 1993 yeah i'm more ready for this one <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yep <laughs> part 2 we finally we're back still in Connecticut uh, Vince McMahon, Macho Man Randy Savage is back on commentating, uh, and Bobby Heenan is there as well. And Vince had a fucking hype ass fucking intro. Like I was, I was getting hard for this shit. Like Vince McMahon hard. <laughs> the genetic jackhammer. Yeah, the great. <laughs> 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 
I put on my Vince do rag and I'm fucking ready. <laughs> you have to do the indignant expression. You have to, you know, but no, like, uh, I like the hype package for the IC title, like, you know, them showing the, the Battle Royal and shit and hyping up the title. This is important. The, the Intercontinental Championship hangs the bounce. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is what everybody's talking about when they want like the the IC title to be important again is like this kind of stuff because they made it feel fucking important. Well, that's uh, why that's what I like about what Triple H is doing with the IC title and and the United States title. It's starting to get a little bit prestigious. I mean, it's not to the point of what we're watching in 1993, but to the point where it's like Seth freaking Rollins is like you know making it important like, and stuff. Yeah, it's not just like random fucking mid carters are holding that belt anymore mm-hmm. for like reasons. Just yeah, whatever. They're, they're letting top guys go for it. I mean, uh, within story, you have what uh, theory tried to cash in to get one of these belts over the other, and they failed. There's their own thing behind that. It's different, but like the fact that they made it seem like okay, this this title is worth the value of cashing in. It, yeah. it, it's something that's still like the think about and then on the other side you have this uh world smackdown world cup that they're going to hold uh that looks really cool and they're doing an entire tournament just to decide who gets to challenge for the ic title that's that's really cool mm-hmm. that's yeah that's so yeah he's trying to build some prestige for sure so but i agree with you like these packages are what helps like really set that they care about the title um I mean, again, he's at two dedicated back-to-back shows just to determine who the IC champion's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the stuff people mean when they they talk about things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, they go right into the match though. It's it's Rick Martel versus Razor Ramon for the IC title. He, Dante, he, <laughs> yes. Uh, Heenan talks about how Razor selling the belt is for cheap jeweler. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's going to have a melted down turned into a cheap gold necklace, and then Vince is like, stop it. but uh they start off with some jaw jacking and some pushing and shit and then razor starts applying some wrestling holds which usually he didn't do that much Mm -hmm. he occasionally throw out an abdominal stretch or do like that that shit where you set you up in an stf and then slap your head around make you look stupid yeah (laughs) but uh which he did do later but uh martell reverses out and then he does some jumping jacks and acts like an asshole, and he's a great heel for that. <laughs> they crisscross a little bit, and then Martel goes for a crossbody, but Razor does the sack of shit slam and tosses him out of the fucking ring <laughs> off of that cell, which is great. Uh, I think they go to a commercial and we come back. Uh, he, Martel's doing cheap heel shit, and then he, like, he does the old headlock punch you in the fucking jaw thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Such a simple move, but it always, if somebody's really good at pulling that off, it looks vicious. Uh, he's doing like a front face lock, but uh, Razor gets out of it and he starts working Martel's arm. He's, he's selling, he's doing great heel selling. I like where he's like, he's really selling the paint of it. He's like banging off and shit. <laughs> I have to bring this up, and I know you just talked about the break, but right before break, Razor is, like, targeting Martel's arm, mm-hmm. and Vince yells at Martel, saying, wanting to know what it feels like to be humiliated. <laughs> he, like, screams at him. It's because it, earlier he was slapping Razor and shit, 
mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And so, like, Razor got him back. And then, of course, Bobby countered that. She's like, oh, so he's never, Razor Ramon's never humiliated anybody before. He's never slapped anybody around. And then Vince is like, that was before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Uh, let's see. I think they go to, you uh, know, this, this was the first break is after uh, they were doing holes and stuff. Uh, comes back and they're on the outside and Martell body slams Razor on the floor, rolls him back in, whips him in the turnbuckle twice. Razor's doing good baby face selling, actually, which is not something he really did as a heel. He didn't sell a whole lot. You know? Question, because when he slams Razor on the ground and like he doesn't like get in the ring or at least he gets in the ring what happens if he gets counted out does he win the belt because he has to win by pinfall and pinfall and submission that's that's only if there's a champion that's the champion's advantage so there is no champion so i guess martel could have technically won that unless they pulled bullshit you know yeah you can never tell in wrestling anymore (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see Rick hits a nice back suplex off of that second rebound from the turnbuckle, though. That was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Razor tries him out of comeback. Martel stops him, slams his head in the turnbuckle, and then he locks in the Boston Crab. His Boston the- Crab is fucking sick, dude. It, it, he bends fucking Razor. Yeah, he so, sinks that shit in low. It's kind of like a... It's like Chris Jericho kind of transitioned into that, I think, because people complained about the Lion Tamer. How it's like kind of uncomfortable to take if you're like a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he so when he went to WWF, like you know, people kind of complained about that a little bit, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, it's Rick Martel's Boston Crab is better than Chris Jericho's Wall Jericho. I said it. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Peter Dante's fucking Boston Crab better. <laughs> uh, Razor manages to crawl the ropes, but. Martel gets him up and shoots him off and does a sidewalk slam and he's like it's fucking over and he locks it in again. You don't see a lot of sidewalk slams anymore. I don't know why. No, certain moves go away. Like, you know, like nobody really people still do a body slam or a scoop slam, whatever you want to call it, unless you're Michael Cole and you're you're dumbass and you don't know what the difference between a power slam and a scoop slam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like okay, like in uh in AEW, for example, you don't see a lot of body slams except f- from certain people. And mm-hmm. you don't really see anybody yeah, do a sidewalk slam anymore except big guys in WWE will do it still occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't recall anybody doing that in AEW. I, I don't know. Probably, uh, I think I might have saw, I almost call him Warblow. Uh, Wardlow. Uh, Warblow. Yeah, <laughs> I think War I said War Joe. Yeah, I think Fuck. I said Warlow, and I think Samoa Joe um, does it as well too. He does the Samoan version of a sidewalk slam, mm-hmm. which is a urinagi. It's very oozy. <laughs> it's very oozy. Yeah, it's very oozy. Uh, Razor reverses out of the crab into a pit attempt. That was sick. He gets two, and then Martel does it to him, and. Gets two, and that was it was a brief near fall sequence that didn't overstay its welcome. It, it, it hyped you up. He's like, "Oh shit!" And then right out, right out of that, Martel hits like a perfect drop kick, and he, he tries to follow that up with a pinfall. 
here's what I like about old school wrestling compared to new school wrestling with the whole like uh back and forth, you know, uh endings of one, two, oh my god, he kicked out. Like when you watch Razor and Martel, they're doing basic fucking big moves like suplexes and, and sidewalk slams and, and Boston crabs and then drop they go kick. drop kicks <laughs> and they go for the pin and it's like oh shit, they almost he almost won. But then you watch New School, like they hit finisher, like oh I'll just do like Stone Cold Stunner, rock bottom. Oh my god, he kicked out. Stone Cold Stunner, rock bottom, oh my god, he kicked out. It, it's boring. I mean, it's exciting sometimes. I will say that because I do go like, oh, I fucking want them to win, uh, that person to win. But yeah. like, but with the old school, at least it's more realistic. They protect the well. Back then, they protected like the bigger moves more. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like right, when Razor eventually. That's the next spot that's coming up. Uh, actually, I'll get to that in a second. But like, mm-hmm. uh, he goes. To, I'll go and go to it. He goes to set up his back suplex, his avalanche back suplex in the corner. He just picks Martell up, muscles him over there. Oh, yeah. And, and like, the commentators are like, oh, no. You know what this means? Because they've we've seen people. It's been established. They've trained the audience in this. Mm-hmm. He's beating He's... people with that move, not just yeah. jobbers either. Uh, so it's like, oh, fuck, that can end the match. That's something that, you know, modern wrestling doesn't do very good anymore is to, like, make it. Only Brian Danielson's tried to bring that into his wrestling a bit where he's finished people with different moves. It's not just like, oh, the knee that Sammy Guevara fucking no sold recently. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the LaBelle lock and shit. He, he finishes with several different moves and it's to put over the wrestling in general, which is like what he says. That's why he does that. I'm, pretty surpri- I'm surprised yeah. he didn't kill fucking Brian. That's another story. <laughs> you mean Guevara? Yeah, because he like threw a fucking chair at his face, just like how he did the Matt Hardy. God damn! Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh I yeah, just... last week's match, the two yeah. or three falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I'm gonna bite my, bite my tongue for now. Yeah. <laughs> Martel elbows out of that though, uh, out of the back su- avalanche back suplex, and he hits a top rope crossbody, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but Razor reverses that into a pinfall. Martel pops up and he hits a clothesline. He goes for a two again. Shit, that was a close one though. Mm-hmm. And then they square off. And then Razor just overpowers him, puts him up at the Razor's edge, and just dumps him. Dude, that was sick. Like there, yeah. it, it it was to the point where Martel looked like he was about to slip out. And fucking, I almost said Diesel. Jesus Christ, Razor Ramon. <laughs> Uh, like he, you can see him like, uh, and then like he like p- p- puts him down, and I was like, nice, mm-hmm. that was cool. And they said it, he just muscled him into it. Mm-hmm. That was it's, really cool. It's it it sold like razors. You know, I mean, he's a big guy. Sometimes people forget that. I think when like they don't remember how big Scott Hall was, and then they see him, and it's like he's fucking six foot six or seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a huge guy. Yeah, he's massive, yeah. and he's cut out of fucking marble. Like he's in really good shape. He's a big guy. Like he's just—he's huge. Like, so like realize... it's, it's totally believable he could pick Dante up and fucking just out of nowhere <laughs> and put him in a big move like that. So... Oh, was a was a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rick Martel's not a small dude either. So, but yeah, like, uh. 
Good match. Uh, I love the bit at the end where Razor puts the belt on and he looked at the camera like, eh? Eh? Like, it was, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> What'd yeah, you guys think? The, oh, I love this this match. I, I thought it was really good, and I like the fast pace at the end. I, mm-hmm. I, I do think that you have to let – to come back to what you were saying before about it, like it is really cool when they do it with things that are more basic and, and they're still just trying to pin because it's more about like, okay, we've, we've beaten each other up for a while. We've exhausted the ourselves. So any ma- any big move could just finish the match rather than it being your finishers versus protecting it. But you know, funny enough, the irony is the the people that that actually broke the the, the glass ceiling for that no no pun intended in this were, were actually Stone Cold and Rock. Mm-hmm. Like their big match at, at seventeen, and I'm taking away from that at all because it, it was really good. But they're still in each other's finishers, and they're doing their own finishers, and everybody's just still kicking out of everything they're doing. Like it sells in that moment, and it's like, oh my god, that's great. But then people see that, and they think, oh, that's that's how you get matches over. And it's like that's not how you get matches over. So you still need to protect your finishers. But there is something to be said about like if you're exhausted in doing your finisher, you're not going to get all of it if it, or you're hit it the same way. So like, it, I think the thing is, don't overthink it if you're just seeing it, unless it really is just that cheap carny bullshit of like I'm doing a Canadian destroyer through a flaming table. Oh, but it's a transition two count like that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. if you try to murder someone and they kick out of it, that's bullshit. See, but, I, you know, I only brought up like the rock bottom and stunner because like that's the first thing that came to my mind. But that match, yeah. you got to think about it. Those guys had a really long feud. Think of like Russia and the United States, right? Uh, if if it came if it came down to like their big guns, like their final resort, they have to use nukes in order to win, even though they know it's mutual destruction. But uh, you know they were dropping nukes in that match. They were just like, "Here, here's a nuke, and here's another nuke." Yeah, the thing about that is, it, it, yeah, Chaz is totally right about that. That's kind of patient zero for that style that that's become like the WrestleMania main event match. It's the video. It's the video game match because what do you do when you play a video? Think about when you play in SmackDown when you were a kid. You're playing it like what are you doing? You just getting. You're just sitting in the corner and you and your friend are taunting. So you have like all the, the fucking finisher moves and you're just beating the hell out of each other with finishing moves. You can't <laughs> like that's what you do. It's, <laughs> it's a fair. video game match. To be fair, they do build it up for about 15 minutes before they start trying to do finishers. <laughs> they do. They do. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, for instance, like there was a match I, I watched recently on AEW a couple, I think it was a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, again, the, uh, the Danielson Sammy stuff's been really good. Uh, but like, uh, but nevertheless, like you can hit a, a decent amount of big moves. There's still a right way to do it, to have that pace. The point is, is that it's just that right amount of magic of, you can't just throw bullshit together, but if it's all about building that momentum, like if you get that momentum where, okay, now both men have beaten each other up. Now any one big move can finish it. And then now every time someone goes for that pin, you could believe that that three count could happen. And when it does it, then you're like, ah, like that's, that's what happens here. It's fast paced. And, and funny enough, I remember looking like this match was only 10 minutes. This match it- felt like it was a lot longer. But not in a bad way. Exactly, not in a bad way. Like yeah. I kept watching this and like, oh man, I, especially toward the end, I was like hooked. 
So that's great. That's that's what exactly what you want from wrestling. Like if you were hooked and and you're actually on the edge of your seat to wait and see how this match finishes, that's what you want. And then of course, like it's it's like the best thing ever when Razor hits him with, in my own hot take, the the best uh, wrestling finisher in WWF history, or one of the at least if not one of the best, it's, because it's yeah. most protected. Uh, it looks like death, but especially how Razor did it. It always protected the guy that took it. It's it's just like the perfect finisher. It's just yeah, great. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the, the cross power bomb mm-hmm. uh, as it is, was called sometimes. But uh, one more thing on the Austin rock thing with this resume mm-hmm. 17. I will say also one important thing that people miss about that and why it was acceptable in that match is all the context of that time. Mm-hmm. He's like, feud. these are the two biggest stars in wrestling. And they've mm-hmm. had a feud kind of off and on since uh, WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, honestly, you could say it goes all the way back to when the rock was in the nation of domination and they were fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. If you really well, and it even goes with the story of how that, that match ends because, because they're pulling out everything and they can't seem to beat each other. Stone Cold has to do the one thing you never would have thought he would have done to yep. actually win. Like it, no, I get it. Like the story means something. I just meant by the logic of like it works in that match, but because people saw it in that match, young yeah. wrestlers that are trying to figure out how to get over are watching that and thinking, "Oh, why did this get over? Oh, well, that's what it was. All I need to do is just we just need to do each other's finishers to each other over and over and kick out. That's what gets it. It had it had nothing to do with the finishers. It was about all the setup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like yeah. they, they, so we're all they, they the missed same the point. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I gave this Yeah. I was going to say, I gave this match a 7.2 out of 10. Nice. Good. I, yep. I gave it seven. I have read seven chances. I was very lazy this week. I was just like six, five, seven. <laughs> it's like whole numbers <laughs> <laughs> with smooth brain on it. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I liked it. Mm-hmm. We're in the ballpark. It's it's, yeah. it's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're we're all in agreement. Um, another weird WWF commercial comes up. It's funny. Oh my god! I was oh just... yeah, dig it. Except dig this it. one's relevant to today it. because it it's like I said, they did a weird commercial where some skinny Mark was cosplaying different wrestlers trying to pick up this woman. Oh yeah, dig it. And he, he did like everybody, and then he tried to do Macho Man a lot, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then Randy Savage actually shows up, and oh, then she's Mr. like, Mr. Savage. Mr. Savage, and she's like, you can call me Randy. Yeah. He looks at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and then she walks away with it. I'm like, okay, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pimp. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the guy that, um, the, there was a guy that designed all of his fucking outfits, like going all the way back to. Uh, I'm not sure about. Remember when he used to wear like the capes uh, mm-hmm. in the '80s? He had he, back then. He used to just wear the trunks, and he had like a cape or something. Mm-hmm. But when he transitioned into wearing the tights, and he had like the colorful fucking jacket, and he always had like the cowboy hat. He had a guy who made custom clothes for pimps design that stuff for him that's what this guy was known for doing he made clothes for pimps 
That's why he said he threw his pimp hat in the ring, right? That's why I said that. Yeah. I, I only learned this like very recently. Like I think it was like last year or something. I'm like, that explains a lot, and it, it, it's even more fucking awesome. <laughs> it really is. It's like, well, what are you famous for? Well, I make clothes for Macho Man or any Savage and a variety of pimps. <laughs> He's like, I like that, but I want you to make it psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> You think Randy Savage recommended The Godfather where to get his gear? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Papa Shango was there, brother. Maybe yeah. they, they talked about stuff like that. Um, oh, uh, we got the Head Shrinkers versus Jobbers. I never got their name. Oh, I got it. Uh, it is Tommy Morrison and Sid Curtis. Okay. I'm going to write that down for pos- posterity. Yeah. Uh, Tommy and Sid. What what do you think about this this jobber match? Um, <laughs> it's I mean the one I the only notes I have is did head shrinkers ever come to the ring with spears before? Because <laughs> I don't remember them coming with spears. No, uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't really I didn't really notice that at the time, but like you know you bring it up, yeah, that was strange. I'm like, why? I was gonna say, why do they need weapons? They are weapons. Yeah. <laughs> uh i wrote fatu super kick is just sick i love it's it so fucking it's it's <sighs> dirty it's it makes super kicks today look like fucking uh like child's play that looks like a real like that looks like a fucking super kick that would level a motherfucker and they'd be out which is what happens to that guy <laughs> he, yeah. super, he, he super him. kicked him and knocked him the fuck out yeah the only thing I, I thought the only thing that hit harder in this this match than that super kick was uh, office facial expressions. <laughs> Seriously, they they, they do one they like do the close up to him when it, between the ropes he's like. That's <laughs> 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 pretty fucking funny. They kept doing it. Uh, it was weird. Is that, is that what Vince thinks of Samoans, by the way? They're just all fucking animals that that are in fucking Hawaii? I, and the Tongans. Yeah. I don't know. See, some of that is from them, though, too, because they that's that's the gimmick they came up with to wrestle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like an old it's like a traditional thing that was passed down, right? Like Yeah, like uh the, the Samoans and King Curtis Ikea and fucking you know, uh, Superfly, mm-hmm. uh, Kid Tonga, all those guys. It's like, and then eventually they kind of just cocaine. Cocaine was involved with some of them. Yeah. Uh, and slowly it just kind of evolved out of that. Like The Rock was the next. Uh, Fought yeah, too kind of evolved out of that too. So you're saying it was a else. it was a work. It was a work. They were savages, but fucking. Uh, cocaine tongue in there worked himself into a shoot is that what you're saying i think he did i think superfly worked himself into a shoot also yokozuna broke away from that i mean he just played a he was a samoan dude playing a japanese guy but fucking, he, was, he wasn't a savage though he was just a japanese guy mm-hmm. <laughs> well i mean it keeps happening though right like uh you get rikishi later um, and then, of course, just, now like they're totally different, right? Like the Usos have just transformed what that is, and now they're going to go down as one of the best tag teams to to ever R- do it. Rikishi was like, 
you couldn't tell right off the bat that guy was Samoan. He's like, it's a big fat guy. And then occasionally somebody said, Rikishi's Samoan. He's related to the Samoans. Okay. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. Dude, that storyline was wild. Where, like, <laughs> where Stone Cold gets hit by a car and, like, the fucking months go by and we just find out that this fucking big fat man who's related to the rock did it for the rock. I really wanted to know who the fuck ran over Stone Cold. When I finally figured, like, learned, I was like, it was Rikishi? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> Not only that, but like, how pissed were you whenever you were just robbed? Because that happened at the beginning of a pay per view. Yeah, that ruined, it ruined the whole main event of a pay per view. I was so pissed when that happened as a kid. I always thought I was it was like, Triple H. It was. It was Triple H. I mean, I yeah, I was like, like but, but when he said, "I did it for the Rock," and all this, I was like, "No, yeah, no, you did bullshit." <laughs> no, I really did. I was like, "This is bullshit." And then it was like, "Oh, it was Triple H anyway." He basically orchestrated, it. and I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> it's like you should have known if you were watching wrestling then and then you go later on in the future kevin nash fucks over cm punk and calling his own cell phone you're like nah that was triple h he, he's done this before <laughs> history <Yeah>. here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else say right about this this quick squash oh uh, i love the the double team move where they go they do the someone then they do like the fucking face buster i don't know why that, that always makes me laugh <laughs> And then Fatu, it's the splash. The big, the big goddamn fucking splash. Just, God. You get some fucking air. I know. And it's That's what's crazy. It's like Superfly splash, you know, cocaine murder side is great. But when fucking Fatu, Rikishi, when he, in his younger years, when he hits that splash, it just looks devastating. And he gets like the mm-hmm. same amount of air, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh... Owen Hart versus Scott King is the, next. The Rocket Owen Hart. Woo! <laughs> uh, I said Scott King looks like John Boy Walton was raised wrong, grew a mullet, came out of a trailer park, and tried to become a wrestler. That's what he looks like. When I first saw him, I'm like, holy shit, it's John Boy Walton, except he's got a mullet. And I was like, God, he just looks like Shit. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> oh fuck. And Owen, I mean Owen was just great in this. It just it was kind of a showcase for Owen, which I think they're they're trying to get him more familiar with the audience because he's gonna play into the Survivor series thing. So, so I think it's it, the start it, of that. This is building up, right? This is building up to the storyline that's going to be which is Bret Hart and Owen Hart at some point Mm -hmm. because they first Bret is going to have the Survivor Series match against Lawler and he's going to have his family in his corner with him in a traditional Survivor Series match and uh, Owen's going to be in that match so is Bruce and uh, Keith Hart I think um, I think I might be forgetting somebody, but uh, yeah, that's where their tensions are gonna start because there's there's gonna be like some kind of miscommunication. And he's gonna get fucking pissed at him or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this match, though, Owen looked great. He beats John Boy with a missile drop kick <laughs> and a fucking crispy, crunchy Northern Lights suplex with a perfect bridge for three. Yeah, yeah it looked it looked smooth as fucking butter. 
is one of the best. Uh, he's also got one of the best gut rich suplexes I've ever seen. Uh, both, all three of those moves, top five probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought about that. What about you guys? Yeah, it, it was a good showcase. Um, a lot of Vince talking in this match. They they brought up the Lawler and Brett feud. Uh, talked about how family sticks together, so that's where it's going to be building up to Brett and the family kind of deal. Uh, kind of like building the. It was good, you know, building the story. Like I wish they did this more today, where you know, while there's a squash going on, they build a story around it. Because I was like, I got good backstory in that. That's why I was like, oh, this is building up to that por- that portion with Brett. Mm-hmm. And now I could tell because of what Vince said in this match. They bring up Killer Kowals- Kowalski in this as well. Hmm. But um, Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great match. I mean, like, he just displayed everything that was there. I, I thought it was weird, but then I'm very glad at least they didn't like overshadow it like they did the, the, the next squash um, uh, with the whole crush nonsense again, because that's just been a persistent thing. Like whatever squash is on TV, at least one a, a week, they're going to cover oh, it up wait. with, with wait crush until next nonsense. week. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. <laughs> the, oh, the crush, the savage crush su- summit. Yeah, <laughs> the summit. The summit. Uh, up next is uh, Dubs is a Ludwig Borga expert uh, right oh, now, so God, I'm, gonna let him, I'm gonna let him handle this recap of this fucking interview. <laughs> Vince is trying, man. Like he's <laughs> he's trying to like build up Borga, where where Borga's like USA means you stink a lot, and I just. <laughs> God, he actually said that too. Yeah. He didn't just make that up. That's actually what he said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't. It, it talks about fucking uh, Borga. Hold on a second. <laughs> Borga does not understand why Lex Luger stands up to for these people. Calls him a garbage driver. <laughs> garbage uh, truck driver or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And. Then Lex comes out, and I don't know what it is, man, but, like, every time they do this whole, like, America versus foreign nation kind of thing, where they're just like, here in America, it's about freedom, and, like, does, like, all the, like, patriot shit, like, stuff that America does. Like, how dare you? Love it or leave it. <laughs> when it comes to America, and if it needs help, he'll volunteer right now, and t- and and... And right now, then the tears off his shirt and calls uh, Borga calls Luger a typical hothead American because mm-hmm. America sucks because yeah. Ameri- USA means you stink a lot. I wish, yeah, I if, wish if, if job to his shirt there though. He, he, mm-hmm. he unfortunately he pulled it all the way off. <laughs> yeah, if, if Vince if Vince had access to this this type of thing in modern time right now. I think he would actually hire ISIS to kidnap a child and then Lex Luger would show up, but he would be backed up by the proud boys. Like I, it would, it would be like the most nonsensical thing in terms of how they would like try to. Spin. Well, they almost did that. They, they had though that woke character that was in NXT and then they had the whole fucking, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hackers and shit. They were kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, Antifa. Oh yeah. Re- Retribution. Yeah. 
damn. Yeah. The protesters. Like, the, yeah, the, the angry protesters that have seizures during matches to, to get people eliminated. I, I, we'll talk about that. It's weird. Mm. Uh, <laughs> fucking spiders are on me. Ah, it was a distraction. <laughs> what? Yeah. Weirdo. Fucking what? But uh, I, Luger got a good pop, though. Like yeah, the first did. thing he said, he like he he, he it kind of ran downhill after that. But the first thing he's that he comes out and he like, actually says something kind of cool, like to the effect of, "You're out here just talking all this all this mad shit about how awful America is while you collect a paycheck in this very country." Like, yeah. who the fuck are you? But then after that, it just goes like downhill. Uh, and then well, that's, like, when the M- that's when the MK Ultra kicks in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he takes off, he takes the shirt off and he's standing there looking like the guy from Napoleon Dynamite wearing the, the fucking uh Rex Kwando. Yeah, Rex Kwando, <laughs> thank you. He's fucking he's ready. He's like I he got oh, that, that shirt too small t- uh, promo. Uh, like he got foreshadowing of that too. <laughs> he jobbed to a shirt. I'm pissed now. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, see, like it's weird because like Lex is still really over right now. It's just that I think this Ludwig Borga shit's gonna kill it though. Uh, Everything that touches that this Ludwig Borga stuff just dies. USA means you stink. <laughs> like, oh, it's so bad. And you know, I think that right now, uh, like. Borga needs a manager because he, he does seem to get enough heat because this anti-USA stuff is still not played out yet. They've only done this, like, uh, the Iron Sheik, you know, and then they did uh, when fucking Sergeant Slaughter was oh, an Iraqi yeah. sympathizer. Like, so they've only done this twice so far. Well, Yokozuna's three, I guess. Yeah, you got Nikita Koloff. Oh, I forgot. Well, he kind of got lumped in with Iron Sheik. They kind of, as I was about to say, he's kind of like together. But I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like they never, they, they, as far as like pulling just big angles out of nowhere about the foreign stuff. I think that's the problem, though, is that you got Yokozuna. Like the primary, the main event storyline you had going into one of your biggest pay per views of the year was the U.S. versus foreign. And then you mm-hmm. ended it in this weird haphazard bullshit way where both people were supposed to walk away the winners, which is like, again, it just, it looked, it felt like a big steaming pile of shit. And then at the end of that, you had that weird like thing with Borga coming up and, and Borga's not a, like proven, like he, he's effectively still just like whatever mid card nonsense. So it, it's like you've sent looks Luger to the pasture to die. He did, and the funny thing was, uh, I think Cornette revealed fairly recently. I think it was sometime this year, and I was listening to a show. Uh, he said the whole the whole plan was for Luger to actually get back to Yokozuna after that SummerSlam finish, and that was going to be WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But between then and up to WrestleMania, Vince changed his mind at some point, and it could have been one way or another. He got shown he was wrong. <laughs> it could have been it, his booking didn't help Luger, you know, him, him getting stuck with Borga because Luger doesn't need to be facing guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm not saying Luger's bad. It's just you can't put Luger in with 
big muscle guy who and I'm not saying Borga sucks either because we talked about last episode how he's he's kind of unique and he brings some stuff to the table that's different in his own way. He's like he's, Diet, just, he's like Diet Coke Lesnar. He kind of is. He's like he's like a, a European more slim version of Brock Lesnar because they use real ingredients over there. They don't have like fucking you know f- chemicals and shit in their food, so he's a little bit more whole. He has. <laughs> they, they both have that stupid trapezoid fucking mohawk. Yeah, Whole Foods Brock Lesnar. Oh, he's Whole Foods Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> real real eggs from real chickens that that yeah. roam the roam the, the plane. Farm to table. <laughs> <laughs> farm to table Brock. But like he, <laughs> God damn it! Like if Borga had a manager, I think he would have worked better because mm-hmm. like. It, he can get some heat on his own. It's just not. Yeah. Well, the problem with this program is Vince is somehow managing to book it in a way that he's killing two characters at one time. Yeah. And this is just a problem that Vince had anyway. Because uh, Vince has always, his strength has always been building the spectacle and, and getting the poster to look good and, and like, like that type of thing. But as far as, some of these things where he comes up with a hokey idea and then just like flails on it. It's that meme from uh, the Eric Andre show where he's like shooting into something and he's like, how could you do this to me? It's like, you're like, you're the one that did it. You're the one that's making it shit and then being mad about it. And then say, yeah, fuck it. You're fired. <laughs> like, guess, like you're guess the one ruining it. Bret Hart got pushed aside and he was like, you know what? Okay. We'll see what happens. And what happens? He crawls back to Brett. Brett's mm-hmm. gonna fix everything. <laughs> yep. That's because over over next couple months or so, he, he realizes, oh shit, Brett's more over than Luger, and he's fucking better at everything than Luger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, he, that, well, he effectively also realizes one, he shot himself in the foot and killed any any chance he had of making Luger the next Hogan. But then mm-hmm. also, it was just realized like the next generation of of viewers don't want Hogan anyway. Like no, they're they tired of Hogan. So like it didn't matter. Even if you could make him Hogan, it's not the right thing. Like people want Brett. People are okay. Like and I'm not saying Brett's a small guy by any means. Brett's still a good sized guy, but he's not he's not massive. Like you're but you're moving away from that. And that the steroid stuff plays into this a lot too. Um the steroid trial stuff if that were if that went a little differently um, I mean, it still ended up being favorable for Vince anyway, right? Because Vince didn't like end up paying like out the ass in a bunch of fines or getting arrested or getting anything closed down. But you know, had the steroid trial never like blown up to what it ended up being anyway, then you probably have a very different landscape in ninety three, ninety four. Maybe, yeah. Um, I will say this too. I bet if if. Bret Hart was in this program instead of Lex Luger, it probably would have been over. And there would have been a memorable match out of it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. That's something else, too, is just like, goddamn, because it doesn't matter what you, who you put with them, you're going to at least get a decent match and people will be interested. Well, mm-hmm. Vince has always been looking for his next Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked at Warrior, and then that fucking went through, and then... Lex Luger, and then then fucking like John Cena is probably the only closest thing of a Hulk Hogan because he 
you know, put the company on his back for a long time, John Cena. Well, I think Warrior was the the guy. It's just the problem is, is he fucking that relationship went sideways. If it mm. didn't, he probably still would have been pushing him this whole time. Man. Oh yeah, too much distrusity. Yeah, he had way too much distrusity going on, and then he held Vince up for a fucking paycheck, and that pissed Vince off, and he fucking fired his ass after that. Oh, Hogan, the rocket fuel. <laughs> 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 uh, decent segment even though it was like Borg is boring Luger came out kind of saved it and then he kind of lost his ass a little bit I don't know like I didn't hate it but at the same time it just made me think about like several other things it was it was like early 2001 when you like go on the internet and you find a beheading and then you're just like well we're gonna bomb them <laughs> that's what <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, those guys. That is, that is not the comparison I would have made, but I, you know, you're not wrong. So. No, he's not wrong. He's not, oh, <laughs> fuck me. Keeping it real. Uh, <laughs> speaking of keeping it real, you got add Bob with Harvey Whippleman now instead of fucking. Uh, Johnny Polo. Flamingo. Johnny Polo. I call him Flamingo. God damn it. Johnny Flamingo. Uh, his, <laughs> old, his old persona. Uh, versus Ross Greenberg. And oh, yeah. There's nothing to say. He atomized this goober. Adam Bomb still looks cool. Squash. The Adam drop. Fucking. Adam Smasher. Smasher, I'm sorry. Man, either way, like, Adam drop or fucking Adam Smasher it sounds fucking rad. Uh, by the way, no no pun intended. I said red. <laughs> uh, <Rads. laughs> um, I did like that they were talking about like managers because Heenan is there as a manager, and like uh, Macho Man and Vince is like, why does like Adam Bomb need Harvey Whippleman? He's like, managers are scum. That's what Macho Man said, or something along the line of that. And Bobby Heen's like, no, dude, <laughs> you need a manager to be good <laughs> and all that stuff. And he he uh, Heenan makes a Desi Arnaz reference rag on Razor Ramon during this match. He does Heenan. that a few different times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they bring up the crush thing during this match. And af- after it ends, it very smoothly transitions into them focusing in, talking about it a lot. So they, they figured out a way to not detract too much from the action in the ring this time, but bringing it up and then going into them. Talk, you just see them talking at the desk. Yeah. I mean, it's look- finally time to like actually have this become something more. Yeah. That stupid phone segment, which is good. But yeah, they do the, they're going to do the crush, uh, savage summit. Oh boy. He is like, you're going to, He's crush is gonna come here and he's gonna you're gonna get what you deserve. And, and Macho gets pissed at him. He's like, We're only gonna have a verbal confrontation, and Crush is too smart to, to start a fight over something like this. You know, he's I always he like when Mach- his friend. I always like when Macho gets mad because he like he, he stands up and he like points at you and <laughs> like you better shut your mouth, you fucking Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Weasel. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got Rock and Roll Express versus Dwayne Gill and 
Barry Hardy? Is that his name? Yeah. Yep. Yep, Barry Hardy. I wrote that down and I was like, is that really his name? <laughs> I just couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. Um Rock and Roll are great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like I like what Raw is doing, but at the same time they need more matches. That like they need they need to cut it down to like maybe one or two like squashes. They always mm-hmm. put the their like main event in the beginning. And I know this is still they're trying to learn, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's pretty predictable now for the past couple of weeks where we're just like, oh, this is going to be the big match here. And then we're going to get squashes. That's why, like when uh, uh, Chad said before, like, oh, you know, I didn't know we we're doing two episodes. So you had to like quickly watch the second one. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like after fucking Razor and Martell. Uh, it's squashes from here on out. <laughs> All squash. Squash. Yeah, they haven't figured out the top of the hour, bottom of the hour pattern yet. It's mm-hmm. just top of the hour, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we got that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the rock and roll looked good. I really like that thing where Robert went for, like, a he like did a fake-out super kick to, like, the guy on the fucking apron. Yeah. He's like, whoa. He's like, holy shit, whoa. Because I've only... Up to this point, I'd only seen rock and roll wrestle as old guys. Uh, somehow, mm. I, I'd gone most of my uh, wrestling fan career without really seeing their matches. They kind of wrestled. I mean, technically, they are out of towners, like so they're not the faces. They're not getting cheered. So, like, they were kind of playing like tweeners <laughs> a little bit. Where did yeah? Where they were just like fuck you guys and fuck your talent kind of thing. That's why he like did the. Fake super kick, I think. Because I was like, I, I wrote that down. I was like, that's pretty heelish, knowing what they, you know, become and stuff. Have they ever been healed, by the way? No. No. As far as I know, no. There were, uh, no. I was thinking of somebody. Wait. No, yes. Rock and Roll Express. I, I mean, maybe like very brief stint or something, uh, but nothing that was like substantial, right? Because the classic was, uh, the Rock and Roll Express were like the eternal baby faces. That's never as a team have they been healed, but when they've been broken up, mm-hmm. one of them has gone heel. I think there was a time where Ricky Morton was like Richard Morton. And he was like in the fucking uh the, dick. the Wall Street fucking group and like this is like WCW from like ninety two or ninety one or something. Where IRS was Ooh. Michael Wall Street, <laughs> and he had like a whole stable built around him, and you had like Alexandra York, who was like uh, Terry Runnels, like you know, hmm. that was before she became Marlena and all that shit. She was like, you know, Boy, she looked that's... like hot metropolitan blonde manager chick. Mm-hmm. And you had Richard Morton, <laughs> Richard Morton, that <laughs> Dick Morton. Yeah, Dick Morton. They should have called him Dick Morton. Honestly, that would have that would have fit in more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Morton sounds like some kind of hedge fund greasy asshole. Anyway, uh, it does. Uh, but it was good. crispy, crispy moves. Uh, there was a double drop kick and it killed him. Squash. Yeah, squash. Uh, they tell us next week we're going to get the Steiner brothers and IRS and some other sh- people. To talk. Uh, Cool, yeah, not cool. Uh, I hope the Tonka <laughs> loses. Fuck him. I hope he does too. I'm waiting for that loss. I hope no more rain dances. 
Oh man. <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Much better show, even with squashes, mostly because of the icy title shit in the beginning, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, several angles were set up. Uh, we're gonna we got to see some more fresh faces this time too. Uh, and we have a new credible IC champion. Yes. Uh, yep. Seven point zero out of ten. Nice. So I, I had the same score. Seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're going to be on the same page again. Uh, I gave it a 7.1 out of 10, uh, mainly because of the Razor versus Martel match. Uh, and you know, I, even though they were squashes, there were some interesting, uh, portions of those matches. Uh, the only, the only downside is fucking Borga. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. It wasn't like totally crash and burn awful either. It was just. Kind of like, right, I I'll give you that. Like to be fair, it was it was more tolerable than the recorded video uh, vignettes they've been making, where he's out like with the trees and nature and shit, and like, look at trash can. This is this is garbage. Look like, at the rain puddle. Look at the McDonald's fucking wrapper on the floor. You stinking Americans. Yeah, like that's <laughs> I, I, to me that's actually the worst. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, again, it's a really good show, and like you said, they they moved even with like the squashes and other stuff. They moved a lot of story elements forward. Or introducing things. Oh, sorry, guys, I'm crashing. Some good body's uh, crashing here. Yeah, some, <laughs> some good body needs needs more energy. He needs caffeine. All right, maybe maybe I'll find something that could keep on going talking. I'll find something to wake you up. Oh no, he's he's gonna play something stupid. It's gonna make me laugh really hard and wheeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dokey. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended. It's our national anthem. Uh, we are a nation of, of two continents. Our nation we of West Virginia. West Virginia is its own nation. It seceded from the rebels. It seceded from the secessionists. <laughs> no offense, but I, it sounds like some fucking commie gobbledygook. <laughs> that wasn't comedy <laughs> gobble. That wasn't comedy gobbledygook, though. Fucking Norm Macdonald. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, good, good stuff. Uh, eh, raw and a good raw. So mm. hopefully yeah. there will be more good raws. Still it, infinitely better than where we're at with DBCW. It, this yeah. is what this is what raw is doing. It goes plateau down a little bit, then up, and plateau, and then down. And then up again. Uh, yeah. It's like a roller coaster. Like it, it's not doing what WCW doing, where it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I think you were generous. You 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 built like a steady decline. I felt like it just beep, blitz. <laughs> and we'll blitz in there where, where it's like something meets are okay, but there, there was a point where it just it did fucking nosedive. It's like real. FTX. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, shit. Oh, yeah. People's people's assholes are still sore over that one. Like, come on, not too soon. 
Especially that who the fuck was that? Tom Brady. Oh, he was part of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dude, he put six hundred fifty million dollars in that shit and fucking lost it all. Fuck your life, Bing Fuck Bing. Bing. <laughs> That's why a supermodel wife left him. <laughs> we'll come back uh, two weeks from now, unless plans change, and we'll do uh, two more rolls. I believe I need to double check that. Schedule. Yes, it, it is October okay. eight, October eighteenth and twenty fifth of uh, nineteen ninety three. We're zipping then- through this fucking month. And then after that, we have fucking Halloween Havoc, baby. And then we're all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we, unless we're going to do the Raws, are, are we going to review the pay-per-views instead? Do we want to review Full Gear and Survivor Series on our next episode? You can review. Wait a minute. We're gonna have to talk about full gear, I guess, because <laughs> because I thought you were wanting to do something that day. <laughs> How are you gonna are you gonna go back and watch the re, the replay of it? Like, what do you mean do something that day? I'm, I'm gonna we were, be home watching. It's, tom- it's tomorrow, or I mean Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday. I thought you were wanting to hang out Saturday. Yeah, hang out. Uh, well, so it. so my point <laughs> is, so my point is, I want to hang out, and I was gonna have it on the background. Uh, but since you, if you buy it like that, you get access to it after. So my plan was to sit down and actually like watch it later on. Oh, uh, they, they, I thought they limited you on when you could replay it again though. Like they, they do, like- but they do, but it, you, you can watch it within a couple of days. So my plan was basically to watch it. I'm on call the next day. I, I, so I can't go hard drinking anyway, but also like after I finish so much or whatever, I got to like just sit around and basically stare around with my thumb in my ass so i figured oh, i'll just turn it on and watch it i do that Whatever. every day <laughs> He's like, what? yeah you think that's a big deal that's just a fucking sunday for me shop talk spoiler alert i will not be reviewing full full gear because a aw's on probation uh for me Fair. i gotta Fair I, I gotta see the card i'm more excited for cyber wow i'm not even drunk survivor series Cyber series. Cyber series. Cyber Cyber Sunday. We we skipped a couple of decades, guys. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I'm fine if we want to just do Survivor Series only. Or do that and then do a Raw. I I could even do that. I could be convinced that we do that instead. Because honestly, I'm kind of low on, on AEW at the moment. I've, I've been really like turned off by a lot of the stuff. Like stories were kind of stale. Like I'm actually more intrigued by what's going on in WWE at the moment so i i'm fine with either but i'm i'm not like yeah i'm giving up on it listen i'm always like tony khan cocaine tony um he one i want to see the fucking (laughs) the thing at the end to see if anybody like gets into fights again because he says inflammatory shit yeah he says retard like he's i i I had to point this out he's retarded i'm sorry like (laughs) Why are you doing the thing at the end? Like this, this is what literally because he wants all those fucking journalists to stroke him off. He wants to fucking talk at all of them and feel important. And he should be there by himself on cocaine with fucking white claws piled up like at a fucking uh, sorority house. If he was smart, and he's proven he's not several times. He has more money than sense. He would he would have fucking quit doing this after that last one. Yeah, because what if what if. <laughs> Some idiot, like, what if Kenny Omega is like, I would never fucking hire you or whatever? And like, they, like, he, he, like, 
opens up because what if what if this happens? What if like reporters and I know he's Tony Khan's gonna be like better not bring up the CM Punk shit in front of Kenny Omega and, and the Young Bucks, but you know they're gonna bring up a question. What if they bring it up? Yeah. You know? He he could he could be opening up a big can of worms there. Like mm. yeah. He could invite- I mean the things are happening. Like there people are acknowledging this stuff now. Did you I don't know if you guys saw the video circulating online. Um they actually closed it was weird. They closed the show last night on a promo battle between John Cena or not John Cena, Jesus, <laughs> John Moxley and uh, MJF. Like, which is unusual. Typically, they, they do the traditional thing of they close a, a show on a match, but they close the show on exchange between them to build up the main event. But then after the show went off air, he cut a promo and he, like, ripped CM Punk's asshole wide open without, like, directly saying his, his name, but, like, directly referencing people coming in and, and taking a shit on the, the company that he helped you know, build and, and, and push and keep together. So now again, it, it still kind of even feels like it's in kayfabe in a way, but maybe not. I, I don't know. You know, it's MJF self thing anyway. Nobody knows what's real and what's not, but uh, I, I don't know. I like they're acknowledging things. I, I, who knows what's going to be said. It's work brother. But Tony, it's work. <laughs> Tony's a, but yeah, I mean, sure. But Tony's a, an idiot for, for still allowing those things. Unless like they're gonna try like it's at this point it's like a lose lose either okay you've learned nothing from from stuff that's happened that's caused a lot of a lot of issue or this actual thing is a work which is like nonsensical tinfoil bullshit anyway and if it is like for to what end like at this point it's like yeah. exhausting to even talk about like it wasn't like this cool thing like you're not the next Brian Pillman you're just a jackass. Like yeah, you, you pissed people off and drove them away from your product for this angle. If that, yeah. that's the case, like what the fuck? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like just disinterested because you've also wasted the time because you're putting all this ROH crap on your show and not building up the, the things that made your show great to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so no I fucking yeah. ROH either still. So like, why, what the fuck's the point of that too? And I, yeah. he, and here's the thing, like I know I I've always been shitting on, well, not always. I've actually was actually an AEW mark at the beginning of this podcast, uh, but like <laughs> I don't want to hate it. That's the thing. And every time like Tony does these stupid things, I'm like, you're 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 polluting the fucking brand every time you allow shit to happen like that. Mm-hmm. Because because now look when Triple H. Uh, you know, got control. We started seeing people being like, "Well, this is not the the main show to be on anymore." Uh, WWE is on the up and up again, uh, and that's where you had people like, "Well, I'm just gonna go back to my, my my daddy, my daddy Triple H, and 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 wait until my contract is up." And that shouldn't be a thing. Like, if anything, there should be competition on both ends because they're both great. And, and in a sense, Tony Khan is just being like, I'm just going to talk shit and I'm just going to throw shit on the wall and hope something sticks. And that's how I feel like Tony Khan's doing. Like, I'm going to see if this works. Whack. Okay, it works. We got fucking acclaimed as tag teams. Great. They're great. I love it. But then you have other things like, oh, let's, uh, I don't know, the elites do this. 
Oh, it bounced. Let me try again. <laughs> and it, it's annoying because I'm just like, there's so much shit you could do. There's so yeah. much shit, but you're making it very hokey. And like, you could still do hokey. That's not the problem. You just don't make like your hokey characters into like fucking Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. The fuck. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy, if anything, Orange Cassidy should have, in my, I, I, I just don't understand the belt situation anymore. Like, it's to the point where I'm just like, there's ROH titles, there's this fucking semi-fucking intercontinental fucking triple uh, different nation title that I don't fucking know about. Um, and then you have the TNT championship, which in my opinion, that's the IC title, if anything, because it's it's the prestigious mid-card title. Uh I don't know. I don't know, man. And he I will say uh, yeah. <laughs> and I wanna say, like, I'm actually growing a little bit with John Moxley because some of the stuff he's been doing has been interesting. But uh yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. But I think it's time to close out the show because it looks like uh, Chaz needs to go to sleep. So Yeah, I'm over yeah. here in sleepy time. I'm ready to yeah. go to bed. But uh, if you want to catch more of getting some color, make sure you follow us on the Tubes of You, uh, which is YouTubes. Uh, and we're also on all major podcasts. Uh, I'm not going to say them all because I get out of breath when I'm doing it. Not because I'm fat. It's just like I, not because you I'm podcast. Fucking Google it. Yeah, this, just type our fucking name in there, and we'll we'll be there. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And then also we have Big Trouble podcasts, which we're doing spaceballs. You're gonna want to watch that show because Andy does not like spaceballs, and he's gonna probably get yelled at. So um, we'll see. I might I might yell with him. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't There's know how gonna I'm gonna react. One hundred percent chance there will be yelling. Yes. And um we also have Lost in Nightmares where me and Zach are doing horror games. And we just talked about Resident Evil Seven. And people are actually watching it and, and talk not talking about it yet, but they're downloading the episode. So yeah. But until next time, everybody, remember to get some color. America's America's terrible.